Welcome everyone to La Masita. My name is Jeremiah Guzman and today we are broadcasting live from the comfort of our home and couches on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lupin Radio. Today in La Masita, we have a good group of wonderful people, a band known as A Flor de Piel. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Honored to be here. Ah, okay. First and foremost, thank you for sharing your time with us. We're happy to have you with La Masita. Let's get started with the interview. Who is A Flor de Piel? A Flor de Piel is this family band that you are the way you're watching us. <laughs> if you're not watching us, it's three of us. It's uh, We founded it in 2007. Marisol Brava, my wife. <laughs> and yours truly, Renato, or also Renato Natio. Uh, we founded uh, in 2007 the band Aflor de Piel. And also um, La Bravita, who's the third Hi. band member, um, was also, well, back then she was one year old <laughs> but she's grown up in the band but uh over the years we've performed with additional band members that we invite but uh the core of a Piel is Marisola Brava, Renato Nativo, Vila Bravita. Ah okay what instruments do each of the members play? So I'll get started with that one um so I am the um front woman to the band Piel. my stage name is Marisola Brava so I sing, I perform, I come up with the, um, I guess the show, the performance for everybody. I play the harana and some percussion instruments, and I also do some zapateado. Yeah, that's what I do for the band. And manage, co-manage the band. I, yeah. <laughs> and I am the multi-instrumentalist, so I can't, no me quedo quieto. <laughs> I play the guitar, and I also play uh, mostly string instruments, violin, harp. But also non string instruments. I play accordion um, and violin. Uh, did I see that? Saxophone. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, so, a lot of instruments. Yeah. yeah. He has to look around the room because it's hard to remember them, right? <laughs> yeah. And I also co manage the band. Yeah. And then apart from this, we also write our own music together. Yes. Mm-hmm. As a team. Oh, could you tell us what your daughter, what your daughter plays as well? Oh yeah, I play the cajon. And uh, whatever percussion instruments, like there's the pinchada, the donkey jaw, the, the maracas sometimes, the cajon, and the parana, and yeah, and the weedle, and the yeah. Okay. Things and raps. Oh, yes. So the voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Who introduced you to music? This is for everyone specifically. So I was introduced to music by my mom. I've just loved music from a very young age. I, you know, would just pick up the pen and paper and I would start writing my own songs that's Chiquitita and start singing. Uh, then in high school, I was signed up to chorus, keyboard, but originally my mom. My mom would play her vinyl records, Juan Gabriel, eh, La Hija de Nadie, you know, Linda Ronston, on um, Sunday mornings when we're all cleaning and helping her cook so that was my very first introduction to music with my mom. To me, it was also for my mom and uh, both of my, my parents. I grew up listening to a lot of music. My, my grandma, I, I grew up with my grandma as well. She had a great singing voice and some family members. My uncle is a professional musician, so I was always surrounded by music since, you know, earlier than I can remember. So, yeah, it came from my family. I was practically born into this band so i've been around music ever since i can remember uh my mom and my dad they introduced me to music by probably by playing it themselves so yeah ah okay how was the decision made to form a flor de piel in other words what was the motivation of forming the band so i guess i'll take that one that question um that's a that's a like bittersweet question that we've been asked so we formed the band in 2007 out of necessity because a lot of people back then were going through some difficult financial times and that was you know right before the recession hit and so we were like whoa we need some you know extra income and we love to perform and play and we need to you know put food on the table for our new baby so we were like hey we both love music let's do this and immediately, almost immediately, we started to get a positive result from the people around us. And we were like, wow, this is amazing. We're doing what we love and we're getting paid for it. My goodness. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that's that was out of need. Everyone's dream job to get paid doing what they love. <laughs> For sure. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. Ah, okay. We have been watching your Instagram and Facebook live streams. How do you balance your time between your regular jobs, school, and the music business? All right, so I'll answer that myself. So yes, you're right. Uh, we have been uh, streaming daily since pretty much the beginning of the quarantine. And so it helps that we are staying home. <laughs> it definitely helps. But we're also, you know, continuing to working from home too. So it's just a matter of, uh, I mean, the, the scheduling is very important because we schedule our live stream after our workday is over. Uh, but we make it a priority. And um, I guess that's, that's pretty much sums it up. I mean, we do our, our work during the morning and now let's also Laura Vita uh, answer that. And we, you know, have carved out this these times in the afternoon to devote it to our, our live shows. Yeah, we we always have talked about it, like dreamt about doing live streams, and like just having our own show and, you know, taking it to the social media. And, you know, we just we teach during the day. La Bravita is a full-time student. Um, so it's been very difficult. And like you said earlier, we finally have this opportunity. I'm very like, I'm like, I'm, I'm considered the planner <laughs> of the family. So I'm, I'm very like, um, you know, schedule oriented. So that also helps. I feel. Yeah. We're very <laughs> blessed to have Marisol be uh, such a, she's a very organized person and she, you know, we rely a lot on her um, managing the, or planning out the, how we spend the time on the show and also, you know, outside of the show to get ready for the show, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you, Marisol. Thank you for your work. We know that uh, Flor de Piel was very active before the pandemic. How did this change your way to make music and collaborations with other musicians? Okay, so yes, we have, like Marisol mentioned, when we, ever since we started playing or uh, we formed the band, we have been blessed to to have been very busy with our performances. Uh, it started first locally and then, you know, little by little, we started getting shows outside of the city in neighboring states. And then later on, it started going to farther places, you know, even like in Mexico, uh, what was it last year or two years ago? Yeah. Uh, so yes, we have been very busy and, and which is great. Uh, and it has affected us, um, our performances because as everybody knows, Every, everybody has been affected in one way or another. So we are not able, to, some of our uh, bigger, I, I would say, performances have been canceled. As a matter of fact, so on May 1st, we were supposed to have been playing in a festival in uh, St. Augustine in Florida, which obviously got canceled. So that was one way that it affected us. And also we were uh, scheduled to perform at the, uh, this year's El Corazón Festival together by the uh, National Museum of Mexican Art. I'm sorry, Sor Juana, <laughs> Rome Festival. Um, yeah, so we have had to adapt the way, the way in which we reach our audiences before we would have to go out and play in front of them. The, the great thing is that now we have these, uh, the technology to be able to reach them from wherever we are in, into wherever they are. So we, it's been a learning process but uh, we are embracing it. And so now we continue to do our our live streams and we are also interacting in that way with visual artists. With Today we just had uh, our live stream. We had a guest performer, singer, musician, and uh, we're just, you know, rolling with the punches. Right. <laughs> and I guess to add to what Jonathan Matthew just said, we were born out of, you know, a difficult situation anyway. This band was created out of need and we're used to this, right? We're used to, you know, confronting adversity. No le sacamos. We are people that are hustlers. We will just try anything and, you know, we're not afraid of, of just trying new things. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. Let's get back to a Flor de Piel. Sofia. Any special memories from your early days of the band? Uh, yeah, a, a few actually. Uh, my dad, he plays the harp. And so I would just have memories of like sitting down on the side, uh, watching them play music, you know, before I was introduced like into the band. And I would just be on this huge harp case and I would kind of just, 
either take a nap or just watch them on there. I've also been told that I have kind of photobombed kind of one of their performances. I just yeah. got on stage and grabbed a mic and I just started singing whatever and then people thought it was part of the show, so they just went with it. And then, yeah. That was when I was really little. Yeah. Wow. That's that's like a really cool memory to have as a kid. Okay. What are your favorite instruments, genres, and or music styles to sing, perform, and practice? Hmm. I, I, I don't have a favorite. I will try all genres. Depends on my mood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, today, I'm like in a ranchera mood, right? <laughs> so I will be like... Let's vamos ensayar. Let's practice, and I want to practice my rancheras, right? Or, um, you know, yesterday I felt like I was in a cumbia mood. So I don't have like a favorite favorite that I can choose from. You know, it's like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you guys. I feel the same way. I mean, I think that's the main reason why uh, I can't uh, just choose one instrument to play because I like them all. Well, the ones that I play. Uh, so yeah, it's really hard to choose because I feel like uh, you know the other instruments are gonna feel bad that I'm not <laughs> playing them. And and when it comes to uh, musical styles or genres, we like the fact that we fuse them between one and another. For example, Marisol was just mentioning rancheras, so we have fused rancheras with blues, or uh, you know son jarocho with rock, or also blues. And so, you know, we don't, we feel like music is, is, has, gives us that freedom that we don't have to like stay inside like a box and say, oh, well, you know, you're, because at the beginning of the, uh, of the band, when we first started, we, we used to play a lot of Son Jarocho and almost like rancheras and other, but uh, a lot of people think they would see the, the harp in photos where they would say, oh, you know, you guys are a Son Jarocho group. Uh, well, that's what they, they thought, but, you know, we never really felt that we had to, like, only play one specific type of music, and, and that's why we like what uh, La Bravita brings in now to the to the mix. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Well, some songs I rap, and uh, uh, some songs I sing, I, like, introduce other songs, like, we've been singing, we've been singing, um, well, I brought in Cupid into the set list sometimes, which is an old 1960s song, but it's amazing. And uh, I just I just like a lot of styles of music, and I'm just like, what if we try this? And yeah, it always turns out really good. Okay, questions for Sophia. Okay. How do you feel being a part of this band with your parents? It's really fun, and uh, I just like meeting new people, and I've always loved playing music and singing, so it's just like, and it's not a thing that a lot of kids my age get to do. So yeah, it's really awesome. What is the fun part about being a young musician in Chicago? Um, I just get to meet a lot of people and I get to just play with my parents and play with like the different bandmates. And uh, I just really love music. So it's like, if I can, you know, help us, you know, get paid because we're playing music, then that also really helps too. And it's just really fun playing in front of an audience for me. Wow. What are a few of your favorite musicians? Well, I really like this rapper named Snuggle Product. She's really cool. I love her rapping style. I like our band. I like the music that we play. I like to listen to like Broadway stuff, like, you know, Hamilton and things. Yeah. What about you guys? So I like, um, I also like the Snow the Product. <laughs> I like to listen to different genres just to keep abreast of like what's happening in the music so that I can bring it in and understand the changes and like bring it into the band and be like, hey guys, we do this. And so does La Ravita. We, we, we tend to do that. Um, and Renato Matthew also. Um, so I like just like discovering new artists like on my different music accounts. I also like like the classics, right? Like Janis Joplin, Linda Ronstadt, some, um, you know, just uh, Ray Charles, like all over. I'm all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I also like a, like a lot of different uh, styles from, you know, classic rock to uh, alternative 90s uh, to even classical music too. But, you know, I also enjoy like cumbia, reggaeton once in a while. Uh, Banda. I really like uh, this band. Uh, maybe you have heard of them. Cafe Tacuba. 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, all the 90s rock, uh, rock and español, uh, fans from Mexico and from Latin America, you know? Sola Stereo, Los Hombres Hewell, that's 80s. And, um, and also, you know, the, the new contemporary music too, as well, because I feel like we kind of like, it's our job to keep informed of what's going on musically, because like we, I said earlier, we fuse it all together. All our, like, I, I feel like our compositions are the result of our musical backgrounds that we grew up listening to. And then now, you know, we're expressing it in our, our own music way. Of course, of course, yes, totally. Question for Sophia, what is your current instrument of choice? And are you currently learning a new instrument? Well, my current instrument of choice right now, there's two. There's the cajon, because, you know, we need the, like, the beat. And, and also um, the jarana and my voice, which I guess makes three. But uh, I am learning the guitar. Uh, I'm not as comfortable with it as the jarana, but they're both stringed instruments, so I'm, I'm trying to get used to it. And what you said with like your voice being an instrument, I feel like we tend to forget that some of the best tools are the ones given to us at birth. Our hands, our mouths, our voices, our eyes. Yeah. I don't know, just being out that. Yeah, I would say that the voice is an instrument. Mm -hmm. It's one. like your hands are tools. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, question for everybody if you want to answer this. Do you enjoy your new lifestyle during COVID-19? I do. I enjoy it. I try to. I mean, it, it's it wasn't easy at first because like every like everything everything that when it's new, it's a little bit scary because we 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 tend to be afraid of the unknown, right? A lot of people are like that. Uh, because, yeah, afraid you know, of what they don't understand. You know right. You don't know if it's gonna harm you or not. That's just like I guess uh, in our genes. <laughs> but um, I've I've come to to really really enjoy. I was just talking to, uh, to somebody earlier uh, about uh, our live streams. They're actually uh, another way of uh, expression, expressing um, our emotions through our music, which we always do. But it's great to have an audience and to have uh, that connection with people who are watching live, which is, that's, I mean, it's one thing is to put out something, you know, like a recording and, you know, uh, make it available digitally or put something on YouTube. But this interaction with uh, social media and that you get the instant feedback, I think is what a, a lot of people, a lot of us are craving, especially because we are staying at home, but uh, we're still together. It feels like we're still together. Yeah. I, I also am enjoying it only because I know how blessed we are. I understand that. So I'm a teacher and I understand that a lot of my students are not so blessed. You know, they might, you know, not have, the access or just the environment that I do or that La Bravita and Renato Matthew are enjoying. So I really, really am uh, present, have that present in my mind and not complaining at all because I understand that, you know, it, it could definitely be different for us, right? So I, I, I know we're blessed and I'm very thankful for where we are. Yeah. yeah well i just feel like you know in like times like these i there's like nobody else i would rather be in a pandemic with you know <laughs> and plus I call my friends and stuff so you know i won't get too bored of talking to you guys <laughs> that's nice that's funny actually <laughs> sophia are you taking any art classes and what kind of art do you do if you are. Well, I did take an art class every Saturday. Um, we did have to pause that though. But just last week, I think we met for a Zoom call and it wasn't like we weren't really focusing on the art part of it. We were just kind of just sharing, but it was really nice to see everyone's faces again. It was a graffiti class, like how to spray paint and develop your own style of like calligraphy and all that. Well, kind of like, yeah. but yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Ooh, spray painting. I want to get into that soon. Okay, as you know, with the current changes that we are adapting to, especially with our education and work, what has changed the most about the, about work and what has changed most about school? I, I mean, I can answer that question because my work is school because <laughs> yeah. I'm an educator. And um, what's changed is just the interaction with my students. It's... Um, I, I teach second graders and I'm so 
used to that, you know, face-to-face interaction. Um, and it's, this is difficult doing the e-learning or online learning with young second graders, young children, um, because, you know, they, they tend to like have quick, short attention spans. So I had to deal with that. And so just changing the way that I teach, keeping it short and sweet and brief, you know, short and simple and to the point and just keep it moving, keeping it moving. And I see that that's also not just applied to my young students, but also out on social media. It's like, let's keep it moving, keep it moving. We got to keep it going. Right. So that's what's changed for me is that I'm used to taking my time, working one-on-one in small groups, face-to-face with people. And that's completely changed now. The, uh, the obvious is one thing, what, what Marisol mentioned, right? Not, not being able to be in the same room with, uh, with your students. I'm also doing, I'm, I also teach as well. I teach music and I teach Spanish. Uh, and in both at schools and also privately. So all of my classes now have been online, so remote learning. So that's that's a change. So yeah, it's 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 something that we have to adapt to. Uh, one of the positive things is uh, I don't have to drive anymore. Because uh, I would drive, you know, to one of the schools was in one of the suburbs, and I don't miss that driving. <laughs> but uh, that's different. And so yeah, I mean, not everything is you know something negative right it's just new and it's just you know and, and it's the, the thing that i feel like helped me is to know that this is temporary this is not going to be you know forever and and you know we just have to uh, learn how to do things this way until we don't have to anymore yeah i definitely miss talking to my friends like face to face but i do get the chance to call them and see them when we're doing like lessons and stuff and it's given our teacher like different ways to make online things like instead of a test we would do like an online game and you know just so you know eighth graders have short attention spans too so she has to deal with that too and yeah it's just well we have you know some of the stuff that we brought from school but it is mostly online what do you hope to see develop and change within our current remote learning if there's anything you wish to change i guess Oh my goodness, the connectivity, right? Like the, I want more options. You know how like they say usually like, oh, I wish there was like smell of vision. <laughs> I wish there was like, like, I don't know, some little box or whatever where I could deliver like materials for my students instantaneously through like a drone or something <laughs> or <laughs> some like more options, I feel. More material. More materials. And my it's like I'll just have a I'll give a very concrete example of how something is different. So I teach really young young students sometimes with my private lessons, and I you know sometimes you take things for granted. Like I would go meet them in person right before the pandemic. We would uh, just like tune their instruments for them, right? And yes, I would you know talk about it, teach them. Well, this is how you tune an instrument, right? But you know I just to save time, I would do it for them. Well, now they had to really learn how to do it on their own. <laughs> so that's a little bit something that we had to have to adjust. So it would, it would be great if I would just like tune remotely, right? Or, <laughs> I mean, no, I, I think it's an opportunity for them to learn how to do this, but it has to be, it has been an adjustment in, you know, 10, 10 15 minutes tuning one ukulele and one guitar, but in their tune by a first and a second grader. So I guess yeah. it's good because they're learning. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, sometimes I, I wish that things just wouldn't freeze as much because mm-hmm. <laughs> math lessons, you know, you really need to get that information. And then when it's just frozen for like five minutes and you just like, and then it comes back again and they're on something completely different. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, I'll just, yeah. Sophia, I could not agree more with you at a time like this. Yeah. <laughs> what I've been doing for twice for the for a couple of times. Jeez, I could not agree with you more. Uh, thanks to you for sharing your words with us. Has being in quarantine caused you to pursue or hone new skills or hobbies, old or new? Uh, yeah, so I'll start with this one. Yeah, definitely. I think, like Marisol mentioned earlier, one of our goals that we had for a while was to do more social media, just music right put it out in social media we would 
you know, post videos from our live performances. But now that we really have more more time to, to be at home and to practice, that's something that we have been able to do. And uh, I feel like it's good that we're doing it every day because we get to practice. And there's been times where I've been like, oh, something happened with the camera. So, you know, we instead of being on, on Facebook and um, Instagram, we were only live on Instagram. Or, you know, like, oh, the sound, I had the sound muted. So, you know, things that you learn along the way that I'm like, okay, well, now I know that I have to make sure that the volume is up, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, those things like that. And, you know, we're also like learning how to, before we would have to go out and record at somebody else's studio. And, you know, I always have the desire to learn how to record uh, and have my own studio at home. Well, now it's a necessity, right? Well, listen. Echando a perder se aprende. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what we're doing. We're just, it's trial and error. I've had to learn how to, so I'm like the planner and the, you know, organized person. I'm always on a schedule. I thrive on a schedule, but I've had to learn how to not fill my every single moment with scheduling things because I learned that I can overload and I need to take a break, take the breather. And so I've had to learn how to just relax and be patient with myself <laughs> and be kind to myself, right? I don't always have to be doing something during this stay-at-home phase, right? During this quarantine. So I'm on the other end of that. Yeah, and also, yeah, all of us have been meditating. That's a new thing that we've been doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. We've been doing family meditation. Interesting. Yeah, it helps help. a lot. Interesting. Have you been pursuing anything new? Any hobbies, Sophia? I've been helping more around the house because obviously, you know, we need like we're at the house more so it gets dirty quicker and just trying to get my work done. And, you know, we play music a lot more often. So I don't know. I guess I would say that sometimes I work out with my mom and that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So her, okay. her hobby is working out with her mom. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Can you do pull-ups yet? Uh, I don't think we have anywhere to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Now let's move on to more serious questions. Quote, unquote, serious. Are you working on a new song? Uh, any new material? Constantly. <laughs> yeah, we uh, recently, uh, we haven't released it yet, but we performed a new song in one of our live streams. And so, yeah, we're, we're working on getting it out there and working on also not just the music itself, but working on... on music videos one of the songs is about this quarantine we were all feeling this was we wrote this song in the, within the first week that we were home really really down right because we were mourning the loss of our plans and the things that we thought were going to happen and i think you know that's a major factor that we had to come to grips with we had to accept the fact that the old way of life is gone and we have to make our way in this new world brave new world and so we came out with a song called Mental Lockdown. Yes. And that was us also experimenting with electronic sound and acoustic sound, blending them together, which is poor. But for us, um, we've worked with people outside of the home where they produce the electronic sound for us. We tell them the idea that we have, and then they're able to, through our idea, through our words, put it down on through electronic sound right in other people's studios but this one we came up with together and that was a challenge yeah i, I have to, i must say that they make it look so easy <laughs> but you know yeah when you go to school for that yeah but yeah i mean like like what we were saying earlier these are some of the things that we have to have i mean that we have learn or we are learning uh throughout this process yeah we've also been um writing some books together so La Bravita and I are trying to finish up this uh, children's book with a song attached to it, a, a bilingual children's book about this little endangered animal. Um, it's called a pangolin. And we were like, what? I, I didn't know what a pangolin was. And La Bravita did explain to me, mommy, it's, yeah. you know, like. Because of a Google Doodle. Yeah, of a Google Doodle. This yeah. is a little pangolin. And so then I was just so enamored by this little creature and I was like we I need to write a story about it because my I don't know about it my students don't know about it and I want to be able to educate other children and other people around the world about this and help save the pangolin so we're, that's one of the projects that we started we also 
you know, have been focusing more on writing children's stories and short stories and poems and songs. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, kind of went silent there for a second. Okay. This is a really serious question. Okay. Café con leche or café de ola? Ooh. You're probably no. all going to have different answers. You're not allowed to have coffee. <laughs> She's not prohibited. Her. Yeah. Whoa, enlighten me. <laughs> okay. Do I'm joking. Want me to say it? Okay. Well, I like to use an example of a very hardworking, high energy animal who that is a squirrel. And when a squirrel has coffee, it's already very hyper in its own personality. So <laughs> when you give her person her coffee, it's pretty much the same result. <laughs> it's overload. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah, so no coffee for her, uh, <laughs> not even decaf. No. But for me, uh, café de olla. For yes. leche, obviously. For me, oh, for me, for you. yeah. For me. <laughs> or, you know what, the only café that we allow her to, to have in her life, café con pan. Café con pan. Café con pan. That she can have. Great. <laughs> it's yeah. true. <laughs> Okay, mm. everyone is cooking amazing dishes at home and people are just getting into cooking in general. What's a new dish that you have been experimenting or a dish that went wrong? Okay, so I've been baking more, right? Because I've, I've always loved to bake. I'm not a fan of cooking, but I am a fan of baking. It's a different science, it's very exact. So is cooking dishes, regular dishes, but coming out with like beautiful bread and just delicious desserts. It's why our show is called Bolsa Probabil, because it's my favorite. Favorite part of the meal is the bolsa. <laughs> so I tried <laughs> I tried to make un pan de out of mashed potatoes because we made mashed potatoes we made we made cheesy mashed potatoes very homemade oh delicious it sounds good <laughs> it, it is good so eso salió bien but then i was like oh what else can i make with this because i think i made too much mashed potatoes so then i was like oh let me look up for a recipe for mashed potato bread right made out of bread because there's potato bread so there has to be a recipe for bread made out of mashed potatoes so i looked it up so then I started, you know, coming up with all the, you know, ingredients. I put in the mashed potato and it was just a big old, you're supposed to end up with a dry ball of dough, right? With like a, like a nice ball of dough. We all know what it looks like, right? Like Play-Doh, dough, whatever. No, it was all watery. And just, I was like, what happened? Where did I go wrong? And I was so deflated, just like my dough or non-existent <laughs> dough. <laughs> Like, like a batter? Was it like a batter consistency? It was, it was like a batter. Yeah, like a big batter. And I started to cry. I came to <laughs> Renato, Matthew, and La Bravita, and I'm like, you guys, I failed. Oh, my gosh. And so then I was like, it's okay. You know, when you when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And in this case, I had watery dough. So I had to look up what can I do to rescue this dough, right, this bread. And so it... And in the recipe, how to rescue it, told me, just put it in a cake pan and put it in so many degrees and it'll be fine. And I did that. And then I waited, right, 30 or 40 minutes that I needed it for it to cook or bake, sorry, pulled it out and I took it out of the cake pan. The thing was heavy as a rock. It was just, it was just terrible to me. To you, however, <laughs> but however, it, it tasted, tasted great. wonderful. Yeah, and, uh, it was like cake. Right, and it was like a, a like a potato cake. Yeah, like a potato cake a but, little bit. I mean, the flavor, but not how you'd expect it to be, like a yeah, good I mean, potato cake. Thanks, guys. I right. think they love me so much. <laughs> no, it was really good. I would it say like good. a mixture. It wasn't like fluffy as cake because it wasn't cake. It was a recipe for bread. It was just, yeah, it was a little bit, you know, it wasn't as porous, let's uh -huh. say, like as a so you know, bread. But it was delicious. It and, was you know, great. It, yeah. it was like the I thing you could describe. most of it. Yeah, but thinking right. back now, hindsight 2020, right? Um, <laughs> it's like right now the situation, como dijo Renato, echando a perder se aprende. When you get lemons, we make lemonade, and so I got some batter, and I made potato cake. Potato cake. Yay! Wow. <laughs> that yes. wasn't my story. Though. Oh, but, uh, I had a different one, but now I remember another one that when you, if life gives you piña, pineapple, you make the pache. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say make piña colada. 
Well, yeah, that would be good, right? Hey, hey, hey! Without the alcohol, right, right, right. Yes. I love without that. the alcohol, we're not we're not breaking the law here, right? <laughs> that would be good. We actually ate the fresh pineapple; it was delicious. And yeah. I'm like, I've never made tepache, and I, uh, you know, I watched my mom make it. I don't even remember if I tasted. Maybe I probably tasted it, but. Uh, I decided I'm gonna make the batch, and sure enough, I looked up a recipe and I made it. it took four days yeah. to for it to ferment. It's so good. It's still in the fridge. Yeah, now we have jars. <laughs> jars <laughs> it turned out all brown. And yeah, that's why it's supposed to delicious. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes. Yes. But with the pineapple, I started making smoothies, mm -hmm. so that was an upside. And fruit salads. Yay. I'm trying to. Yeah. And not a downside. Uh, upside, upside down, down pineapple cake. cake. Yeah, we we all have been experimenting. We sure have. Sophia, do you cook? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes I cook breakfast. That's my favorite thing to cook because it's okay. easy. I like making like fried eggs and uh, fruit salad and like toast and like stuff like that. Reheating stuff is my favorite way of making breakfast. <laughs> Our specialty is cereal. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I make the best cereal. <laughs> Well, you know, more than me, all I can make is uh, sunny side of eggs, pancakes, and that's about it. Oh, do you know how to make French toast? <laughs> to an extent, yes. Really? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love making French toast. I just haven't had a chance. Should we expect some tomorrow morning? Yes. <laughs> wow, we're already making plans for the new day. Yeah. Okay. okay, just a couple more questions. Question for everybody. What is your go-to song to release emotions? Like, if you're angry, sad... Like just need to get emotions out. What do you like listen to? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, uh, an angry song. I go to the Product. She can be very angry and very raw. And I like her song No More or Waste of Time. And like a sad song. I don't really listen to that much sad music. Mostly because it makes me sad. Um, but I like a lot of happy music. Like I listen to a like a bunch of electronic stuff, and uh, I don't know if I can really name a song right now. But there's a lot of songs named after food that I'm into. <laughs> I'm just gonna mention for one emotion. I guess it's for like happy. Um, I like like um, like something upbeat, right? Like like La Ingrata, even though the, the <laughs> from by Café Cuba, even though the lyrics are not really the happiest. It's not a happy story. But uh, the, the rhythm itself, and, and it's really energetic. It's a little bit, I guess, a combination also with like uh, anger, because you know the lyrics are you know complaining about this ingrate person. So yeah, there. <laughs> <laughs> I my go-to for um, like happy is Los Laureles. That's one of the earliest songs I can remember um, playing. You know, hearing on the record player and also trying to sing it myself. I remember being this five-year-old little girl and my mom is listening to the record with the song Los Laureles and all of a sudden I started belting this out as a five-year-old and everybody stopped doing what they were doing and they were like what is happening where this five-year-old is trying to sing this song Los Laureles which is like for a grown-up voice right so that's my happy song but that I guess I can also say that when I'm like tense or whatever I like to to belt it out like just get all that tense emotion and then just let it out through my voice and just sing it and I just thought of a sad song that's I think yeah I go to uh -huh. Amor Eterno by Juan Gabriel especially oh, the one. version in the uh, Palacio Ooh, de Bellas Artes that one, that one. Yeah. I also like that song but by uh Silvana Estrada Ooh. that one really gets me a lot of versions <laughs> What is a flor de piel's message to friends and families around the world? Love, in one word. But just, you know, to to hang in there and to hope, also a message of hope, to know that, yes, things are hard now and they're changing, they're difficult, they're new. But just, you know, have that faith and that hope that everything is going to get better. And like uh, there's this other saying, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Although I know that there's been a lot of people who have been, you know, affected and you know some haven't made it and that's really 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 tough but it's our vision or our mission to hopefully with our music help heal those those wounds and remember that um, 
we're still here and you know we like i said we're all going to get through this together yeah same it's just sending out those positive vibrations out to you and hopefully to our audience they get the message that you know we're super thankful that they allow us into their spaces to come in with our music to get their minds off of what's happening out there and just enjoying at least you know a small frame of time with musica and just buen ambiente where can we find your music we are in most major platforms from you know spotify apple music amazon yeah and youtube so yeah if you want to listen to us we're also on bandcamp soundcloud all of them <laughs> we're everywhere go directly to our website you, there's also you can listen from our website which is www.aflordepielmusic.com you can check out or listen to our music there's a few videos there okay wow thank you for joining us today aflord de piel thank you for having us today it's an honor well thank you i'm glad you feel that way this is la mesita featuring aflord de piel remember you are listening to wlpn lp chicago 105.5 fm lupin radio my name is Jeremiah Guzman, and I've been your wonderful host for La Mesita. Coming up next, a live performance from a Flor de Piel. Leave it to you guys. Hello, somos a Flor de Piel. I am Renato Natiu. Hi, I'm Marisola Brava. La Bravita. We're going to sing some, uh, play some songs for you. We hope you enjoy them. Es a la bruja. Ninguna, 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 
Tercera y última canción, y esto es un son jarocho de Veracruz, titulado La Iguana. Yo creí que era sacate y era la malvada iguana. Yo creí que era sacate y era la malvada iguana. 
Oh, yeah. 